You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. And if you love this show, you can now support this show by going to subscribestar.com forward slash the dilly show. That's subscribestar.com forward slash the dilly show. Still the best way to make your voices heard. And uh, even though we've continued to double our numbers, the subscribestar subscriptions are still pretty flat. And I think that uh, is a result of some of it economy, but some of it is I think a lot of people think they're subscribed and you are not. You are not subscribed. Uh, you got unsubscribed for one reason or another. And so if you're not sure, go to subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show and confirm that you are today. Also, if you love this show and you want to download it in podcast format, you can do so by going to bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. Still the best place to uh, download the podcast. All available podcast formats, courtesy of magical producer Trevor. All right. Good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. January the 8th, 2024. Another day in America. We are a week out, roughly a week from the Iowa caucuses. It's going to be incredible. What a weekend we all had. What a weekend we all had. We uh, we sat back and watched as the fucking collective left and the gatekeeping right had entire meltdowns over the suggestion that God had, in fact, made Donald John Trump. Uh, this was something that uh, we watched in real time start to happen on Friday. It accelerated uh, into the evening, thanks to President Trump and his team playing God Made, made Trump as part of the opener in Iowa to introduce the president. They did so on Friday, and then they did it again on Saturday, multiple times. And by Sunday, all of the shows were melting the fuck down. CNN, Fox News, pretty much every publication having an absolute conniption over this idea that God had made Donald Trump, which was fucking funny because they're all idiots. So uh, that was the weekend. Daily Meme Team stayed in the headlines all weekend long. God Made Trump trended damn near most of the weekend. And uh, if it wasn't trending, they were talking about it in mainstream media. So hats off to the team. You guys crushed that one. Shout out to uh, my opener, Ramble Rants and Jay Scott, bringing back John Wayne for an endorsement of Donald J. Trump. I absolutely loved it. It turned out fantastic. You boys should be very proud of that one. I have more content than I know what to do with. I'm almost positive I'm missing shit, but that's how it goes on Mondays when I am overwhelmed with talking points, and there's many of them, like a lot. So we're going to talk about that today. We got a big show. It's, a, it's the countdown, as I mentioned, to Iowa. I'm super excited. It's back to being just Dilly today. My very good friend, Miguel California, and his lovely wife, Linda, flew home, flew home on Saturday night. And, uh, and he was able to pick up right where he left off on Sunday with his Sunday show and his Monday show. 
in the morning. But uh, I'm back to doing this thing solo, which is uh, an adjustment because there's so much fucking I, I grabbed so much content today. I always know better, too, on Mondays. I'm like, just space it out. Let some of it be Tuesday, Brendan. I never do. And then I look up and I'm all, it's too much content. It doesn't matter, though. We're going to have some fun with it. There's so much to talk about. Um, yeah, very excited, though, to be with you guys. Uh, excited that we are leading into the Iowa caucus. President Trump is going to win the Iowa caucus. The question is, can we deliver a big enough victory to put Meatball out of the race? Can we knock Ron DeSantis out with a one-blow KO? I believe we can. I absolutely believe we can. It must be a historic and embarrassing victory. Uh, he who wants it more is going to win it on Monday, or Tuesday, rather, next week, the 15th. Whoever wants it more, that's all it's going to boil down to. Do you want it more than the other guy? Is it on a Monday or a Tuesday? What am I talking about? It's the 15th, right? I don't know. Let me see. I don't want to be incorrect here. I'll let the chat tell me, but I... So it is Monday. I, why do I? Why does everybody keep telling me it's Tuesday? It's, it's it's Monday the 15th, yes? Yeah, it's a Monday. That's what I thought. Okay, it's not Tuesday. It is a week from today, MLK Day. Yeah, Monday the 15th. That's right. It's going to be epic, dude. It's going to be epic. But uh, we have a monster show for you guys today. Many more dank memes. Lots more to talk about. But first, let's do a little bit of MAGA Commerce. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound, brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee, make your mornings great again. That's right. Those are my friends from BeardVet.com. It's more than just a coffee. It's a movement, folks. Everybody loves BeardVet, especially all of us here at The Dilly Show, whether it's my wife or my meme team. Everyone loves and enjoys BeardVet.com. These guys have the best coffee in America. Hands down, it's not even close 
You got to get on over there and check it out. There is a little something for everyone, whether you want whole bean or already uh, ground, you can get both. Hell, if you need K-Cups, you got those too. Beardvet.com, so many different flavors to choose from. And that's not even mentioning all the amazing swag and other goodies they have. Beardvet.com, they are also involved with veterans. They make a significant donation each and every single month to veteran, uh, veteran, uh, uh, fucking, what am I trying to say here? Organizations is what I was going to say. Uh, many different veteran organizations that they're involved with. It's really a fantastic coffee, a fantastic brand run by fantastic people. So beardvet.com, promo code Dilly for 10% off. Check them out today. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars. A premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish and smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America. And God bless Patriot Cigars. There you go. MyPatriotCigars.com. That's my good friend, Alan Jacoby. He's a boss. 25% off. That's what he's got for you. 25% off. Do you understand how like massive a discount that is? All you have to do is use promo code Dilly. I'm about to actually place an order today after the show to reload up. I smoked all, I got one, I got one left. I got one left that uh, I plan on having this week. And I'm like, okay, I got, it's time to recop on my PatriotCigars.com. And I will be using my own promo code, promo code Dilly for 25% off. All right, so let's talk about this show because we have decisions to make collectively here. Here's the deal, okay? Here's the deal. Um, I'm on the fence about whether or not I would like to bring back YouTube. All right? I'm, I'm debating it. I'm not sure. So here's the thing I figured out. My, one of my, I have two strikes on YouTube. One of my strikes expires tomorrow. It's gone, Right? And I technically could have broadcast on there today. I chose not to. But I also did their stupid gay little training that allows me to remove my warning as well. So now I will have no more warnings. I'll have one strike left that expires in March. And I'm like, should I use YouTube? 
Trevor's of the opinion, fuck YouTube. I also, I honestly am kind of of that opinion uh, as well. It doesn't seem like it's worth the hassle, especially because I know a bunch of angry commie Chinese whores run that shit platform. So I don't think I want to go back there because I just don't think I'm ever going to be able to actually stay there long term. And I'm of the opinion I may just stay where I'm at, which is on Twitter, Rumble, DLive, Clout Hub. I think that's it. Is that it? I think that's it. I don't know that I necessarily need to keep using them. And I also don't think, I don't think I need the heat. It's just, it's a pain in the ass. Like it's, it's the viewership's minimal. They started fucking with the numbers last year. I, I, they all of a sudden switched and they were like completely inaccurate. I'd finish a show and they'd say, you had zero viewers. And I'm like, but I, I had 500 live and it'd be like zero. Well, all right, whatever. All right. Yeah. Boy, I fucking hate YouTube. I really do. I fucking, I, I don't like it. It's not, I'm not a big fan. I'll just, I'm going to leave it off. And if anything happens with any other platform, we've got it as a backup. I think that's how we're going to treat YouTube. I think it's how we're going to treat YouTube. Twitch already banned me along with Facebook. Yeah, Twitch, Twitch already banned me and so did Facebook. I think I may just keep YouTube as a, like, just in case something happened one day, I could go on there, but I'm inclined to say fuck them. I agree, Trevor. If you can't keep the replays, what's the point? Agreed. Agreed. Oh, man. Brushing out the beard here. I don't miss Twitch. Facebook was nice only because we could do crazy numbers over there, but I also don't miss uh, the anxiety of wondering if I'm going to lose my Facebook account. Facebook deleted all my pictures of my family and shit. I, I lost so many things I can never get back. And they took out all of my pages at once for copyright because I played memes that had copyrighted songs. So fucking gay. So gay. All right, so uh, meme team... You guys are the shit. I mean, I, I, there's not really another way of saying it. The meme team is the shit, all right? They went super viral. President Trump played their content. He absolutely loves it. Loves this meme, okay? And that is God Made Trump. We played it on Friday. And um, caused quite a stir, as you guys can imagine. And we're going to get into that. I'm going to show you kind of how it was rolled out. Um, I don't have all the clips because, like I said... I have too much content today, which actually is fucking annoying because you don't know what you're missing. I'm pretty sure I, I'm missing stuff. I know I'm missing stuff, but I can't do shit about it. I'm going to delete these. I think I already have these. Okay. Um, but what we are going to talk about right now is your Dilly in the Wild. So I grabbed all the Dilly in the Wilds for the weekend. I think a couple of these might be older, but I don't care. I think I missed them when they were submitted. So I'm going to show those today. And then we're going to talk about uh, this sort of crazy, crazy response that God made Trump received from everybody, whether it was Democrats, Republicans. It seemed like the only ones that actually understood 
the message of God made Trump were MAGA voters who looked and went, what a great message. What a, what a wonderful message. Iowans understood it clearly based on the reaction that the, uh, the video got at the rallies. But the ultra gatekeeping right freaked the fuck out, called it blasphemy, which was really weird. Democrats who don't believe in anything other than kid touching also freaked out and pretended to know what was uh, what's appropriate and what's not. And a bunch of dissimps also tried to comment on it. And I understand your candidate's about to get fucking smoked in Iowa and drop out and you ain't got shit you can do about it. So I understand their anger, but it was being attacked fucking nonstop. It was bizarre. So we're going to get into this Dilly show. We'll start with Dilly in the wild and, uh, and then we're going to roll right into the Iowa rally recaps. Dilly in the wild, dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, dilly in the wild, motherfucking now. People put stickers on their cars. Relax your rain, it's up my dick and lick my balls. Here we go. Oh my God, it's a Randy in the wild. That's right. That's the Randy Savage pullover. Very popular. I have one myself. I think Randy took it though. I wa- she washed it and then she, I think she took it. Because I didn't get mine hung back up. I was going to wear it, but I can't find it now. But that's a great pullover. And uh, I love that you all are loving the swag so much. There's plenty of these still available, by the way. If you haven't gotten your Randy Savage pullover for this winter, Strongly suggest you head on over to dillyshow.com and get yours today. Oh, this is fine. This is some, uh, what do we got going here? We got mallows. Are those mallows? What else do we got going here? There's some burning going on here. This is like some kind of a pit, fire pit, fucky fuck thing going here. Uh, it looks like some foods. There's some hot coals. Yeah, we got a little dilly magnet melting there. Now look at that. See? See? Look. Good times. Good times. There's mallows there, though. I see that. All right. Uh, many people have been asking one of our favorite patriots about how baby Brendan Dawn is doing. So I thought I'd provide you guys an update from dad. Little Brendan Dawn is doing awesome. He is four months old, and he is a perfect baby. So there you go. As you'd expect, absolutely happy, perfect baby. Little Brendan Don. Yeah, he's having a good time. Isn't he looking good? Huh? Huh? Yeah, a little stud. Hey, he's a little stud. He's a little patriotic stud. Yeah, the one will warm your cockles. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, him's a little gentleman. Yeah, he's a little gentleman. And he looks great. He probably outgrew that onesie already, though. He's growing like a weed. Four months old. Yeah, he's a happy baby. There you go. There you go. What'd you expect? With a name like Brendan Don, what'd you think? You didn't think he'd come out absolutely perfect? Of course. He's precious. There you go. Oh, shit. (laughs) They made a snowman and put a Dilly Meme Team t-shirt on it. That's a good look. 
That's fun. Got to have fun when it's cold out. I don't. I hate it. I am looking for an exit ASAP. Immediately. Oh, snap. Here you go. Hey, I just used this this morning. Ripcord. That's from one of our sponsors today. That is uh, Vengeance. That's cool. I'm so happy. I hope you guys like it. I hope you love it. Oh, we got more goodies. And we have My Patriot Cigars right there in the front. That's a good one. That's a good shot. Got your Trump. Got your Santa Claus. Got your Dilly 300 shirts. You got a bunch of uh, sponsor products. But then you got your My Patriot Cigars right there in the front. Good looking out. So this was one of the e emails I found. And I'm like, dude, I don't know if I ever showed this. Like, I had it marked like I was going to save it and show it. But I think I totally missed this one. And I figured, worst case scenario, I already showed this. And it doesn't matter because it's so damn cool. And then uh, best case scenario, I forgot to show it. So I'm glad I didn't delete the email because I grabbed the picture and wanted to show this for Dilly the Wild. So it's very cool. It's my book with these patriots out in front of Trump's building. Yeah, isn't that good? Oh, snap. We got more uh, more patriotic Americans rocking their Dilly Meme Team hoodies. And my book. That's nice. You'll love to see it. All right, we're rolling straight in to Dilly's in the Wild from Iowa. That is one of our favorite guys, William of Ockham, Dilly Meme Team representative on the ground in Iowa at the Trump rally with... Many Daily 300 members, as well as our good buddy Wheels. So they were on the ground having fun, representing the community. And uh, there were other people that were absolutely thrilled to see William of Ockham there. One such gentleman is uh, one of our favorite Gen Z influencers, Dylan Filion. He was there. And uh, he was super excited. Dylan was pumped to see uh, William of Ockham. We took a picture with him. And that's a that's fortuitous. The young guys, this is a kid's show. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. So well done, William, for representing the the, uh, the whole team and the community and all of the Dilly 300 members that were in attendance having a good time. And why wouldn't you have a good time? You're at a rally. It's lit. You're having fun. DJ T is there. You're losing your marbles. He's doing his thing. You're just, you're sitting there VIP status right next to the stage. It doesn't get much better than that, right? It really doesn't get much better than that. Well, that is unless you're close enough to where uh, Dan Scavino's taking video and you end up in a video. so fun Isn't that good so good all right well some rather important things happened for the meme team certainly uh at these rallies this weekend one of which was the fact that uh 
God Made Trump was played. Now, why was it played? Because President Trump absolutely loves the beam. He thinks it's powerful. He thinks it's a great message. And uh, he loves it. That was repeated to me three different times. He loves the meme. He thinks it's really cool. So uh, the reaction from the Dilly 300 and the Dilly meme team might go as you'd expect. Uh, I got a couple of clips we're going to play here. Here's the first one. I need the most diligent worker to follow the path and remain strong in faith and know the belief of God and country. Somebody who's willing to drill bring back manufacturing and American jobs, farm the lands, secure our borders, build our military, fight the system all day, and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. Dad, let's build back a country to be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. All right, so this video cuts a little early because had it went just a few seconds longer, you'd actually see how the crowd reacted, which was like this. There you go. Well done. Way to represent uh, the audience. So this was played on Friday and Saturday. These are from the Friday show. And according to, or Saturday show rather, that was from Saturday's rally. On Friday, uh, we didn't have any, I don't believe Dilly 300 members in attendance when it started playing. I will tell you this though. Uh, Laura Loomer was there. Rich Barris was there. Uh, Daniel Baldwin of OANN was there. They said the crowd went absolutely ballistic when the meme finished playing. It went, they went bonkers, which was really fucking cool. So he used it on Friday, came back, used it on Saturday. Um, the crowd, it resonated. It made a big difference, okay? Now, <sighs> obviously the people in attendance loved it. They had fun. Nobody freaked out. Nobody thought it was weird. Nobody said anything strange about this. The reaction outside of that crowd, well, that was a little weird. We'll start with CNN Sunday morning. Former President Trump has shared a bizarre video on his Truth Social account claiming he is an instrument of God. Uh, let's watch a little bit of that. And on June 14, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God gave us Trump. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. Yeah, Karen, your jaw's dropping. I, well, because <laughs> I just finished reading Tim Alberta's book about what has been going on uh, among uh, conservative white evangelicals. And this is exactly what he talks about, that part of the way that evangelicals have been ready, able to make their peace with the fact that Trump, maybe not so godlike in his behaviors, but that he is the person who can deliver and restore America to what they believe it ought to be. And also that once again, without saying it, the image of the, the socialist Marxist, I think it was, 
is Tish James, who is African-American. She also happens to be my cousin, so I generally don't tend to comment on her cases. But, you know, there again, racial grievance is at the center of his message. Yeah, that didn't seem accidental. And I mean, but, but this is part of the playbook. This, this you have to think in a place like Iowa. This is not, um, this is not new, right? Um, these are the same evangelicals who somehow justified to themselves um, voting for a guy in 2016 who we all heard boast on video. We all heard him in his own voice boasting about committing sexual assault. It's a, a man who cheated on his first wife with his second wife, cheated on his second wife with his third wife, and cheated on the third wife with a stripper and a Playboy bunny. And yet the evangelicals lined up behind him. And so this is not this is not new. I agree with Karen. I think it's uh, how do you explain it to yourself? How do you look at yourself in the mirror? How do you then go to church on the weekend and get on your knees and pray? And the only way to do it is by pretending that uh, that he is uh, that, that he is a, a good Christian. All right, let's start with the first and most obvious thing, which is Anna Navarro clearly has AIDS. That's supposed to be Anna Navarro on the left. Now, this is what happens when you combine Ozempic with an eating disorder and AIDS, okay? That's AIDS all day long. And uh, imagine Anna Navarro believing that she's capable of shaming other Americans about their faith and their belief. Yet there she was in all her fucking AIDS-ridden glory attempting to do just that. Yes, that is Anna Navarro on the left suffering from AIDS and Ozempic and an eating disorder. The fat chick on the right also fucking weird racial overtones. What are you talking about? What is, what are you talking about? There is nothing racial about that video. So this is sort of how it went. And I would like to take you back now, courtesy of Little Memes, to Friday, because you have just seen in real time a Nostradilly. Oh, that's gonna get people really pissed. Oh boy. You ready for this, Mike? Yeah. You see this? What's that top one trending? Uh-oh. God made Trump. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, the Lincoln Project posted it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Real Clear Politics wrote an article. <laughs> this oh, this is going to the moon. Oh, they're mad. That one's got them shook, Mike. <laughs> it's trending on the actual trending tab. God oh, made boy. Trump. You know this is going to get played on we the news know. tonight, right? You know this just happened. Right. They're going to play this as a hit on CNN. Former President Trump has shared a bizarre video on his Truth Social account claiming he is an instrument of God. Uh, let's watch a little bit of that. And on June 14th, 1946. Yeah, Karen, your jaw's dropping. That video will go around the planet twice before they know what fucking hit him. Your jaw's dropping. This is why the Dilly Meme team is better than everyone fucking else at Message. Your jaw's dropping. Nobody can do what we just did. Nobody can do what the Dilly Meme team just did. No one. Because if they could, they would. Every politician on planet Earth wishes they had content that could go viral the way we go viral. 
I stand by every word. Um, God made Trump was an interesting experience this weekend. And I'm going to tell you why. It, uh, it showed an unease with us, the Dilly meme team, specifically that damn name, Dilly. Why is that such a problem? What, what's the deal there? How come so many on the left, the right, and in MAGA are afraid to utter the phrase Dilly? We all know it. We all can see it. People playing these videos, pretending they don't know where they come from. What's the name? I don't know. It's from some group. It's a group. We don't say that name. If you ever wanted to see the coordination between the left and the right, as far as media goes, watch the way they both avoid saying my name. They are absolutely terrified of my name. And you should be. You should be. I've been able to see through your bullshit narrative for years, but I'm not the only one who can see through it. No, no, no. I'm scary for a different reason. I, am, uh, I have a pop culture background, so I am able to cross over from multiple different places. I have a team of people that understand it just as well as I do. And I have this really obnoxious ability to explain things in a succinct way that cuts through all of your programming. They fucking hate me. Now, this goes back way before politics and Trump. This goes back to 2013 when my book came out. The same exact experience happened from 2013 until 2016 when Donald J. Trump uh, became the nominee for the Republican Party. I had the exact same experience. We do not want to have to acknowledge that this new method of uh, self-development and this style of writing, we do not want to acknowledge where this came from. While everyone else was sitting in and still putting out their bullshit old school style of fucking self-help books that was full of arrogance and and uh, insincerity, I had put out something that was completely and totally raw with zero veneer. And it was a bestseller and I didn't have a publisher behind it. And yet they treated me, they like didn't want, oh, we don't know whose quote this is. God, this is a great quote. Let's not talk about it. I understand it. I get it. It doesn't matter. I am fucking inevitable because I don't go away. And I've been able to go viral pretty much since the day my book dropped. I have been able to push myself into the public public consciousness. Now it's ramped up like a fucking thousand times because the Dilly Meme team does it better than anybody with the messaging. And they are all still scared shitless. They don't want to acknowledge where this is coming from. And it's because of that annoying fucking name. This one right here. They don't want to say my name. They do not want to acknowledge and validate and, and verify myself as an individual. If it, was the, if it was any other meme team, they'd be saying it everywhere. And that's one of the reasons I was debating. I'm like, do I want to go back to YouTube? Because I'm convinced that most, most of these outlets between media and tech conspire once they've got you on a certain list. This is what I truly believe. I think once you make it onto a certain list and you are highlighted as problematic from a public uh, persona, they go out of their way to do anything and everything they can to fucking keep their thumb on your popularity. I've believed, I've believed that since before President Trump uh, even came down the escalator. I've watched as, you know, as I could organically go viral 
over and over and over again for advice and quotes and comments from 2013, 14, and even 15. And yet, for some reason, my stuff would get deleted, blanked out, fucking, it would trend, they would squish it. I've watched it over and over again. And uh, and now they, they still are doing it to this day, but now we're breaking through because we have, unfortunately for them, garnered the ear of the most powerful and famous person living on planet Earth right now, Donald John Trump. Once Donald J. Trump starts validating your stuff, it doesn't matter how much you want to pretend it doesn't exist. There's no denying it. Now, CNN wasn't the only one with an absolutely horrifically stupid take about this video. Fox decided to join in on the fun with Clay Travis and the hunk, hunt, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Is that who that is? I don't know who the fuck this thing is on the right with a lisp, but it also had an opinion, and it was awkward. I, I want to play an extremely unusual online ad from a group that supports Donald Trump and then briefly uh, get reactions from both of you on the other side. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump call out the fake news for their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. I think my tongue is pretty smooth right now, but uh, Clay first, uh, got about half a minute for each of you. Um, won't some people find that offensive, or is it a satire designed to generate media chatter? I think that it is a satire designed to devote uh, media chatter. I think that Trump's sense of humor and his campaign sense of humor is often lost. Now, I do believe that, he, that many of the Trump supporters believe that he is a salvation. Uh, they are evangelical. They believe that he is sent from God. That's not uncommon uh, when it comes to politics. But I think this is designed to get tongues wagging and drive everybody crazy. Lucy, God made Trump. I don't think that they think he's salvation. I think he's a, they think he's a Cyrus-like character. And this kind of homage to Paul Harvey is another moment to, to make that case. Look, I think that people for whom this message resonates, they're already pretty bought into Trump, especially parts of the evangelical base. I think that for those who are not, this ad probably seems a little weird, but it certainly goes <coughs> to Trump's megalomania that he immediately turned around and, and uh, shared it on True Social. So what well, else is new? Yeah, he did share it, uh, and uh, I guess different people will take it in different ways. Most of the media have ignored it. So, Okay. Let's start with that fucking dickhead on the left, Clay Travis. Um... It's not satire, you dick. It's just art. It's just art. It's, this is how a MAGA patriot, voters, creators, art, cre artistic people who love President Trump, this is how they feel about him, and this is what they created for him. How is this complicated? How is this fucking complicated? It wasn't made by a group of evangelicals, you fucking nitwits. It was made by patriotic Christians who believe in Donald Trump and believe in God and believe that God is utilizing President Trump to help save America. How is that complicated? Imagine calling the Dilly Meme team a group of evangelicals. 
What a fucking retard. All three of these fucking people. Clay Travis might be one of the most disconnected dildos on planet Earth. Then there's that weird thing on the right. I don't know what's going on there. I don't even know what's going on there. I couldn't even listen to her opinion because I can't get past her fucking face. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what happened to your hair. I don't know what happened to your fucking face. I'm not sure what's going on with that lisp. Are you having a stroke on this show? What is going on in real time right now? What am I seeing right now, lady? I don't understand your face. I had to just gloss over her comments. I heard her say something about megalomaniac. And honestly, instead of judging her for saying it, I was just proud that she was able to get it out without fucking drooling. I mean, that alone, I felt like was a, a feat of absolute incredible strength. I don't even know what these people are thinking. How is this complicated? People were inspired by Donald John Trump and put out a video because they were inspired by it. That's complicated. That's scandalous. You have to sit and try and fucking break that apart. The only thing that this video did was expose all of the weirdos and what they think of Trump. That's probably the most important aspect of the video. It wasn't the, the messaging. It was what it showed about the people who covered it. And it showed that they're all fucking completely detached from reality and really don't understand Trump supporters at all. There's very little comprehension for what it is that we actually believe or how we feel about Donald John Trump, how we feel about one another. They don't get it. They're completely lost. And why wouldn't they be? They're fucking weird. What a bunch of fucking weirdos. I, I, uh, before I blow a gasket, I'm going to play a dank meme that I'm, uh, I thought turned out fantastic. It's by Bad Karma and Mag- Bag of Devil Dog. And I think you guys are really going to like this one. Check it out. We'll come back with more talk on this. America was built by people from around the world looking for a better way of life. Leaving the countries they once called home. Generations of legal migration from all cultures built this once great nation. What once was a free country that prided itself of free elections has now been hijacked by the same powers that are destroying all of Europe and the world. This year will be the year that determines the future of America and probably the world. The Americans that have helped build this nation with their blood, sweat, and tears cannot allow it to be destroyed by the same people we tried to escape from. The illegal immigration you now see is nothing more than the socialist plan to destroy the countries it infects. It will become the cancer that rots us from within. Stolen elections will affect everyone of all social backgrounds regardless of your political beliefs. As long as corrupt politicians turn a blind eye, compromised judges and DAs use lawfare to fill their pockets with money. We are destined to find ourselves once again facing the troubles that generations have come here to escape. Once America has fallen, there will be no place to escape to this time. This may be the last stance for freedom. The question is, are you willing to fight for it this time? 
or stand by idle and accept your fate. Told you it was good. Way to go, boys. You killed that thing. You should be very proud of it. All right. <clears throat> now, the aversion from saying my name is getting downright weird, okay? It's getting downright fucking weird. I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe I say scary things on the, on the show. Uh, maybe it's like, oh, he's toxic. We can't have our branding associated with him. I, I really don't understand it. But it somehow, even even Don Jr. was like, yeah, this is an amazing video. I don't know who made it. Bro, we follow each other on Twitter. You followed me on all of my social media off and on for five years. You know who made it. I don't know why you said you didn't. Clearly, it's like, hey, don't say Dilly meme team. Don't say Dilly. Just don't fucking say that out loud. We don't want anybody Googling him. We don't want anybody looking. I don't know. I don't know. But it's seriously confusing the shit out of me. Well, guys, I'm not sure who made this video, uh, but my father posted it for the campaign. And honestly, when you think about it, there may be some truth to this. God definitely made Trump, but maybe he made him for a very, very specific purpose and for a very very specific time and that time is now and on june 14th 1946 god looked down on his planned paradise and said i need a caretaker so god gave us trump god said i need somebody willing to get up before dawn fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. I need somebody with arms, strong enough to rustle the deep state, and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to ruffle the feathers, tame cantankerous World Economic Forum, come home hungry, have to wait until the First Lady is done with lunch with friends, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon and mean it so god gave us trump i need somebody who can shape an axe but wield a sword who had the courage to step foot in north korea who can make money from the tar of the sand turn liquid to gold who understands the difference between tariffs and inflation will finish his 40-hour week by tuesday noon but then put in another 72 hours so god made trump God had to have somebody willing to go into the den of vipers, call out the fake news for their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. The poison of vipers is on their lips, and yet stop. So God made Trump. God said, I need somebody who will be strong and courageous, who will not be afraid or terrified of the wolves when they attack, a man who cares for the flock, a shepherd to mankind who won't ever leave nor forsake them. I need the most diligent worker to follow the path and remain strong in faith and know the belief of God and country 
somebody who's willing to drill, bring back manufacturing and American jobs, farm the lands, secure our borders, build our military, fight the system all day, and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. Dad, let's build back a country to be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. this <sighs> I have no idea who, who made this no clue I have no idea I have no idea who made this Listen, it's not about like and dislike. Since I can't get a straight answer on this, <clears throat> here's what I'm going to tell you. I think they're afraid of being judged for being associated with me. If you really want my opinion, I think that they, the risk is if, uh, and this is the old mindset. This is cancel culture mindset, okay? Because, like, people didn't have problems in the late 90s or even the 2000s hanging out with gangster rappers you knew were selling drugs and maybe even shot somebody. And yet people were like, I don't know, motherfucker's cool, I hang out with them. No problems, right? But I think it's the cancel culture of the last five years has had a traumatic, exp uh, you know, effect on a lot of previously bold people. So the fear is, if I acknowledge that I like this and I know that it's from Brendan Dilly and the Dilly meme team, then I am signing up to be uh, essentially co-sponsoring every thought and every opinion they have. And that's not the case. This is an old paradigm mindset. That is the cancel culture mindset. And to the person who says I'm being protected, honey, stop. Ain't nobody protecting me, okay? Just save that shit. That is, no one's protecting me. This, what it is, is people trying to protect themselves because they're afraid if they say that they like me or know about me or know who I am, that then what will happen is the mainstream media will cut clips of all the offensive mean things I've said and all of the terrible jokes I've done and play them and say, look what the family, the Trump family believes and subscribes to. This can only be broken by common sense and levity. At some point, conservatives, and I'm talking conservative leadership, not President Trump, because President Trump's got the big ones. He don't care, which is why he's playing our videos and he's leaving our outros 
and he's letting me hang out with him in public, okay? And my wife hang out with him in public, and the meme team take pictures with him. Donald Trump, the man, has already said, those are my fucking people. Come here. We're good here. The rest of MAGA Inc. and Con Inc. are scared shitless. Roger Stone has said, Dilly, my guy, don't care, I'm not scared. Laura Loomer, these are my people, I love them. But there's a lot of people that are still uh, unsure about what will happen if they associate with me. I think it's sad. I think it's. I think they're missing out on an opportunity. Frankly, I think anybody who has the the pleasure of getting to know the Dilly Meme team, uh, you know, I think will tell you they're amazing people. You're missing out on really good people, fun people. Carrie Lake also has uh, been more than happy to go. <coughs> Carrie Lake also is like, that's my guy. Okay, but there's a lot of people that I think are giving getting bad advice from consultants who are guiding them about who they should and shouldn't associate with. We're going to break this anyway. It doesn't matter. It's temporary. We're going to break that paradigm permanently. We're going to make the world a place where you can hang out with different people of different backgrounds and different cultures, some of which might have done or said scary, unsavory things, and you're allowed to still be friends with them because they were kind to you. We're going to get back to that life. We're going to break down all that shit. It's happening as we speak. This is the only way forward uh, unless you enjoy your tribalistic bullshit, which I don't think any of us are enjoying. The only way through this is to shatter all those fucking barriers where they're like, oh my God, you hung out with insert name here, so therefore you're that. And you go, no, it just means that he's a friend of mine. This is what's happened. I, I have no shame in telling you. I grew up with people that sold drugs. They were drug dealers, fucking drug dealers. I was friends with gangbangers. Did I, was I a drug dealer? No. Was I a gangbanger? No. How could I be friends with people like that? They were kind to me. I had a background with them going back to elementary school. Didn't mean that I fucking agreed with their lifestyle choices. Didn't mean that I hung out with them every weekend. But if I saw them and we knew each other, I would say hello and explain, you know, exchange pleasantries, ask them how they're doing, try to guide them in the right direction. And we were, that was it. It's not that fucking complicated. But the game they're playing right now is trying to shame you for every association you have and you don't want to play that game because that game is not fun that's where you box yourself in and you fit into this little tiny box and nobody outside of that box is allowed to intervene and vice versa it's fucking gross you don't want to live a life that way i'm not saying you should be spending an inor- like i wouldn't hang out with these people that i just mentioned not now especially but People are different. You have people of all backgrounds. Like, and this is what you have to understand is there's people of all backgrounds. It doesn't mean that you can't have healthy interactions or even actually good, good friendships or things in common. But I'm convinced that's what's going on. I know the consulting firms that uh, have been hired to manage a lot of these online people. And I know what the advice they're giving is. And uh, those consulting firms should probably worry about me too. Because I'll come for you too. Um, This isn't how we want to be in America. And you're going to have to get past being afraid of conservatives that don't fit in the box. But I'm just warning you guys right now. That's what's going on. There are full-blown companies that manage these people's images. 
and manage them in a way that they're afraid. They don't want to get them hurt. Don't want to get them branded a certain way. But it's bullshit. It's all predicated on fear. So we'll see if it lasts. All right. Uh, we got a lot more show. I still got to get into the Iowa speeches from President Trump. Plus, I got some news. Plus, I got some memes. Plus, we got a dunk on Ron DeSantis. There's a whole bunch. But first, let's do a little bit of MAGA Commerce. of men's skincare is forever changed. The all-new Patriot Bar, inspired by MAGA Patriot Brendan Dilly, has arrived. We created this lotion stick to bring concentrated moisture to all the driest parts of your face and body. Patriot Tallow Bar, warm, seductive, and spicy. Exactly what <laughs> everyone wants. That's right. That will never get old. I haven't got to play that commercial in forever. I'm so glad we brought that one back. It is ridiculous. Kayleve.com. That's right. It's the Patriot Tallow Lotion Bar. And uh, you can get this uh, available right now. I mean, it's totally, it's something you can pick up as we speak over at Kayleve.com. And uh, I know you guys are gonna love it. I mean, it's 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 me for Christ's sakes. That's just cool. And uh, <laughs> I've got myself thrown off now. Hold on. Let me go to my let me go to my notes so I can see what I'm supposed to experience a revolution in men's skincare with this lotion stick. Moisturize all the dry areas of your face and and body with a concentrated power. Face it, fellas. No one wants to cuddle up with crusty crocodile skin. Say goodbye to rough, flaky skin and hello to the irresistibly warm and spicy scent of Patriot Talabar. It should be called the Dilly Stick, as it is a tribute to our friend, me, Brendan Dilly, who has helped in so many ways to develop our business with MAGA Commerce. Thank you, Brendan and the Dilly 300 for your love and support. Promo code Dilly Dilly for 10% off all non-sale items. Kleave.com. Revenge is an act of passion. Vengeance is an act of justice. Injuries are revenged. Crimes are avenged. Almost a century ago, big pharmaceutical companies re-engineered medical school curriculum and faculty with one goal, putting profit before progress. Anyone pushing back against the medical matrix they carefully crafted was threatened, silenced, censored, financially ruined, or worse. They are the problem. We are the solution. Uh, you're clear to engage. Initials Mike Two Eight Alpha. You're clear to engage with weapons. You're clear to engage with weapons. There you go. That's vengens.com. I'm a believer. I'm almost through my bottle of ripcord. I already used my bottle of motherboard. I plan on uh, restocking with both and then using them together this time. I was super, I'm actually super impressed by both products. I've been very, very impressed. Uh, it's not a supplement. It's a whole food sourced active that perform 
significant functions in your body. It's designed to help you and your pets, don't forget them, to thrive against a corrupt system and polluted environment, okay? Made in the USA, made from unique and powerful ingredients for supercharged results, Vengens uses a technology previously only available in the pharmaceutical industry. This micronization process allows us to give you the world's cleanest formulas with an unparalleled 100% bioavailability. Formulas are so potent, you don't even have to ingest them. They can be absorbed directly through the skin, so you can take them orally or topically. Vengens.com. That's Vengens.com. I promise you guys are going to love these products. Check them out today. you go i know you love the hoodies i know you love the t-shirts maybe you got one or the other maybe it's time to pick up all of the above i promise you guys are going to want this okay you're going to absolutely love it dillyshow.com head on over there get yourself some apparel you're going to enjoy uh each each and every one of these one of the most underrated t-shirts i think out of these the dilly meme team t-shirt is incredible but the Dilly Meme Team, the patriotic design one, absolutely pops in person. So if you haven't picked that one up, I would strongly suggest you check it out. DillyShow.com. And without any further ado, Randy's Booty. Let's get ready to Oh my god dude some fucking dweeb uh on twitter just i just saw this and if this is you if you're one of these people you're a fucking dweeb there's not another word for it okay i'm not saying you're not patriotic you probably are but you're a fucking dweeb someone just said i'm unfollowing you show some humility and follow back i'm not following your fucking stupid account back you weirdo how are it's 2024 you're still playing the follow for follow game do you actually know how fucking retarded you sound do any if any of you if i see any of you any of you do that 
even if it's not to me, I'm gonna block you, okay? If I see any of you fucking nerds sliding in the mentions of anyone, I don't even care if it's each other. I see you say the fucking phrase, will you follow me back or are you gonna follow me back or why won't you follow me back? I'm fucking blocking you. Do you understand me? Do you know how fucking gay you are? I don't think you understand how fucking gay you are, okay? That is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever... Why would I follow you guys? Do you think... Look, in, with all due respect, given what I'm consuming every fucking day from all over the place, do you think I need to see your fucking opinion, which is more than likely being shaped by my opinion, so really why do I need to see my own opinions fed back to me? Why would I need to see you saying my shit in a different way because you watched my show. How is that fucking helping me cultivate content? I use Twitter and I follow accounts so that I can aggregate information to do the show. Well, I was on Twitter today and fucking uh, Sue Ann said, you know how fucking weird that is? No, I'm not gonna follow you. All it is is clutter up my shit. This isn't Facebook, boomers. It's not Facebook. It doesn't work that way. Fucking Twitter doesn't work that way, okay? Jesus fucking Christ. I'm not subscribing to your YouTube channels either. Is that a deal breaker, huh? Why, why don't you show any humility? Humility? I'm fucking being efficient, you dumb bitch. Jesus. All right. <clears throat> Literally, I, I follow a handful of accounts. And I have news for you guys. This doesn't really break your hearts. I unfollow you motherfuckers every day too. I go through the 350 something like accounts that I follow. And I will literally, every couple of days, I'm like, do I need to see this shit? And if you retweet stupid shit consistently, I unfollow you. That's also a fun fact, swear to God. I go, I don't need to see this, unfollow. A lot of people would just mute you to avoid the disruption and like avoid the confrontation. But I like confrontation. So people hit me up all the time. They go, hey, dude, um, what happened? You unfollowed me. I'm like, hey, dude, you retweet stupid shit and I don't want it in my timeline. And they're like, oh, it's not you. Most of you don't actually post your own fucking comments. It's some stupid motherfucker you're sharing. And then you're like, why did Dilly unfollow me? Because you follow and share stupid shit. That's why. I don't want to see it. Fucking people all the time. People, oh, Jelly, do you think this is going to, oh my God, I'm so scared about, insert stupid thing here, new video there. God, you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers that are, that push that Miami alien shit for four fucking days. Ah, oh, Jesus, you motherfuckers. I'd block every fucking one of you if I could. For four fucking days, Miami aliens. Oh, I couldn't fucking believe it. I thought none of my people would do that. I go through my follow list. What do you think I find? Unfollow, 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 unfollow. I don't follow people with shitty discernment. Even if I know you, like I'm like, I know you. I, I, I unfollow other famous people. They get pissed off at me and they text me and I go, you share stupid shit and I don't want to fucking follow stupid shit. I just, I can't, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm so done with the fucking, that type of thought, that type of useless 
conspiratorial mental masturbation is fucking, I have no patience in 2024. None. None. You shouldn't either. They're going to waste up, they're going to gobble up your time on stupid shit and then wake up one day and you won't have a country. It's the God honest truth. Everybody always gets upset about this, but it's like, I don't know what to tell you. If you're unsure if you're using social media correctly, just shut the fuck up. It's really not that complicated. You could just not say anything. And then if you're really unsure, you're like, how do I know if I'm sharing good information? Just stick to good accounts that you know are gonna give value. The Team Trump accounts, for example. Why not just share that one? There's, there's a handful of accounts you can go, okay, I can share this information and it's like very straightforward and factual. Donald Trump will be at this date on this day and this time and we'd like you to join, retweet. President Trump will be in court tomorrow, Tuesday to face the appeals and yada, yada, retweet. It's okay to be boring. But if you share stupid shit to be provocative and get fucking interaction, I unfollow you. Someone says, Dilly, you unfollowed me. You probably said stupid shit. I don't even know who you are. It's totally not personal, by the way. I have no fucking clue who most of you are because you guys don't use the same uh, profile pics on each platform. So like I'll unfollow people on Twitter that I don't realize are D-livers and I don't, I don't feel bad about it. There's a reason. I, I'm very thoughtful. I go through and I'm like, that's dumb. That's dumb. And then also I do this t- thing too. I go through and I look. And if I don't see anything from the Dilly Meme team and I don't see anything from Team Trump, I unfollow your ass. That's another one that I do. If I see you retweeting fucking nothing but like General Flan and a bunch of fucking spazoids from that side of the case, I'm out. I'm fucking out. I see your fucking feed full of this shit. And I'm like, I'm out. I I spent three years getting rid of you motherfuckers. I don't want you coming back. I think that's another thing they don't understand. Okay. I don't want, I don't want that back in my life at all. I don't want your money. I don't want your clicks. I don't want the fucking fame you give me. I'd rather not. I, I am, I am more interested in people that want to be helped and improved. And this is the thing. There's an entire segment that thinks they know what the fuck is happening in the world, but are completely retarded. And they can't wait to tell you that their special stupid fucking thing is the way it is. And I don't want any of them. There are people like Praying Medic and Flynn and all these other motherfuckers that make fortunes off of these idiots over here. And I could have been one of those people. I don't want any of them. I don't want to share a single fucking fan with these weirdos. I am... I would rather, I want to focus on regular, normal fucking Americans that are like, I just love President Trump or I just love America. I want a totally different fucking demographic. I don't have any interest in arguing and trying to compete with these fucking idiots. It's just like, there's no time. Over here, I'm over here like, I want your Aunt Ethel who's never read anything politically and doesn't have bad habits. I don't want your Uncle Barry who's been fucking six years deep in drops because that motherfucker, not only is he not going to fucking support the actual audience and the show and the meme team, he's going to fucking spend every day emailing me his stupid fucking beliefs that I don't give a fuck about. 
So you can stop sending people like this to me. I don't want Uncle Barry. That guy can fuck right off back to his fucking mobile unit. I don't want anything to do with this guy. Okay? Your fucking cousin, your cousin fucking Stacy, who just graduated college and she's extremely open to new ideas and isn't already a brainwashed cunt, send her my way. That's what I want. But I'm done. I'm not trying to rehab these fucking weirdos. They all lost their marbles. I can always tell that who they are too because they all sound the same. I bet you guys didn't even know that about yourself, did you? Those of you who always speak in fucking questions, well, it could be that, and it's insert fucking retarded question. It's like, well, what if, and it's like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. I already know where you came from. I already know who you listen to every fucking day. I already know what you bought. I don't want anything to do with you. I just don't want anything to do with you. And I'm being honest about it. I'm not even being, like these grifters don't give a shit about you. They'll take all of your money until you have nothing. And they'll tell you whatever the fuck you want to hear to keep you coming back. Not me. Not me. I don't want anything to do with you. I don't even want to argue. I'm just like, hey, I have no interest in arguing with you. I also don't want you to watch my show or buy anything from me or support what I'm doing. Get the fuck out. We're just having a little fun around here. I think I'm just trying to make it clear. While the show gains more popularity, I'm very specific on what kind of an audience I want. And what I don't want are people like that. Holy shit, Rumble's up to almost 3,000 live? Holy crap. Congratulations, Rumblers. 2984 live on Rumble right now. I don't even know what's going on. Did you guys all hit the Rumble button? Is that what's going on? Did everybody hit the Rumble button? Is that why we have so many people watching? What are you guys doing over there? Good job, you guys. Seriously, well done, community. Rumblers are working their ass off over there. Nice job, dude. Share it out. Yeah, 3,000 watching right now. You guys are noticing there's a correlation. When you guys hit the thumbs up, we get bigger audience. We have 3,006 people watching over on Rumble right now. Good job, Rumblers. You should be very proud. That's really exciting, and it's, it's like, uh, you guys are doing a good job. I'm super proud of you. Gotta learn to work as a team. I know it sounds stupid, but that thumbs up makes a big difference in the algorithms. Isn't that wild? Yeah, thank you, Dave Lou. Thank you, uh, thank you, everybody over there doing their jobs. Appreciate you. Got a couple of sponsors over there kicking ass and taking names. Magical Trevor popping in. Good man, all right. Well, thank you, guys. Okay, let's resume our show. I wanted to resume off of uh, off of this just because I thought it was appropriate. So I got a late entry from uh, from from uh, California, and I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I, I save it for tomorrow. But then I realized I really want to make fun of Meatball DeSantis today before I show the Trump clips. So let's lead with that because <laughs> fuck Meatball. Understanding that this is just ridiculous. What's going on? Excuse me. I'm not finished. I'm doing my thing. No, stop it. <laughs> you can tell that something right. No close friends, parents, siblings inside. All alone with the kids on a bus. With some never Trumpers nobody trusts. 
Mike and Brandy, you absolutely crushed that thing. That's fun. Oh, my God, dude. Can I just tell you, there's been a lot of moments in this campaign that are going to they're going to haunt Meatball Ron DeSantis forever. He's never going to escape this. It's 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 so bad for him. But I got to tell you something. Excuse me. Let me finish. I'm doing my thing is going to go down as the please clap. Excuse me, let me finish. I'm going to do I'm doing my thing. Bro. Worst candidate ever. He can't even hold a rally. You guys know this? He doesn't even have rallies. Bro can't even actually say this is a Ron DeSantis rally. He has to show up at bars where people are already watching football and be like the man has arrived. They're like, who the fuck is that? Can you imagine? This would be like me and Mike printing out Dilly signs. And then I show up at packed fucking bars during playoff weekend. And I'm all, yeah, film it. Look at this crowd. My God, look at this crowd. We packed this place today. We're totally going to win. What a fucking dumbass. They did this. He did this all weekend long, showing up at bars with drunk Iowans, pretending that they came there for him. Like, hey, we'll buy you a, a fucking round of beers and some chicken wings if you guys will hold these signs for like 30 seconds. They're like, okay. And they're all, and it's like, oh, great. Pan, pan, perfect. Okay, good, good. Yep, get them some more wings and some beers, please. God, what an idiot. This is a pretty good idea, though, actually. Hey, if you're a fucking loser with no friends, you should find out about a really like popular person's birthday party and then show up with your own cake and your own streamers and then like with a, your name and just show up, set the cake on the table, put your name up next to theirs and be like, oh my God, all of this for me? God, oh, it's so good to have such good friends. This is, fuck, I am so thankful. Are we going to sing birthday? Is it happy birthday to Scott and then me? Or is it happy birthday, Scott and Brendan? Are we going to do it together? How do you guys want to do this birthday party? Oh, man, I'm so excited. Thank you, guys. This really means a lot to me. 
that, is that a good? You get yourself a party. You just fucking show up. Happy birthday, Scott, and just show up with your fucking names, that shitty little lettering, and just be like, Brendan, and Brendan. There you go, fucking away we go. That's DeSantis. That's the DeSantis campaign in a nutshell. That's all they had to print out. This is like, vote for fucking Trump. And then he just prints out, or DeSantis, and he just put it behind his signs like, they're not sure who they want. It's like, what? <sighs> Meatball Ron. They, uh, they actually kicked, um, they kicked Laura Loomer out of an event yesterday and today. So Laura Loomer scares the hell out of Rob DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley held an event today, you guys. No one showed up. Not one person showed up. When I say no one, I mean an empty diner. They had to cancel it because nobody showed up. Where's my mic clip on this? I got a, a fucking clip from Mike on this. This is absolutely genius. Is this it? This is one of my favorite fucking stories in the history of President Trump. You guys ready? I think this is it. God, I hope this is the right one. It's literally my favorite story ever from Trump. Uh, you know, they were supposed to have a rally at my hotel this morning, a Nikki Haley rally. And this sort of speaks to what I'm talking about, because Biden had the same thing. He couldn't get people to a rally. So they were going to have a rally so that when I walked out of the hotel, they have, you know, we love Haley. We love Haley. You know how many people showed up? One person. <laughs> Secret Service said, sir, there could be a rally tomorrow morning. Nikki Haley's organized a rally at the front entrance to your hotel. So when you come out, it could get a little nasty. Oh, good. It's all right. I walk out. How's the rally? They said, we don't see anybody. I walk out. There's one guy. Guy goes, hi, president. Hi. He's got a Haley thing. Hi, president. <laughs> I said, vote for me. I said, I think he's going to vote for me, actually. <laughs> no, so there's no one. <laughs> Hi, President. <laughs> Do you fucking understand how goddamn dumb you would feel if you showed up to boycott Trump as a Nikki Haley supporter and no one else showed up? <laughs> you got your fucking... Uh, hi, hi, president. Vote for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's that would be so fucking awkward. That would be I would be so awkward. Like, so just you, huh? Yeah. Hi, president. <laughs> you know what's really funny too. Everybody thinks they know what they're going to say to Donald John Trump until they meet him. Until you see him. Good or bad. Everyone thinks they know exactly what they're going to say to that man. Until you meet him and then you understand the power of Trump. And you're like, oh shit, that's Donald Trump, man. Like, that's him right there. And he's got a big grin on his face. And he's all friendly. Like, he's smiling at you and he's got this energy. And he's like, how you doing? You going to vote for me? And they're like, hi, president. Yeah. I just, yeah, you're one person. Here's the thing too, okay? Here's the thing also. Iowa caucus, dude, it, this is exactly how you lose a caucus is not being able to pull people together. Like, this isn't like a regular vote, okay? It's not just show up, cast your ballot, and leave. So if you say things like, we're holding a rally or an anti-Trump rally, and you get one guy to show up and he wilts like this, 
the Iowa caucus is heavily about peer pressure. I don't know if you guys didn't do some research. Mike, Mike sent me his video. I don't know if I have it. I got so fucking overwhelmed this morning. I'll be honest with you. I was very frustrated this morning because I was so overwhelmed. I had so much content and I knew it was all out of order. Hold on, let me see. I'll go grab it right now. I'm going to explain. Actually, I'm not going to explain. I'm going to let Mike's video do the explaining. Mike, did you send it to me already? Because I really want to play it. He did such a good job. Oh, yeah, here it is. I found it. Okay. Mike sent it to me already. I'm going to upload it for you guys. So we need to dispel what an Iowa cockass is, okay? Because once you understand what an Iowa cockass is, you'll understand why peer pressure and numbers matter, okay? But Nikki Haley had an event this morning and had to cancel it because the candidate, her, was supposed to show up and no one was there. Then on Saturday, they were supposed to do a counter protest against Donald John Trump and one guy showed up and awkwardly said, hi, president, and now he's voting Trump, okay? So let's, uh, we're gonna let the AP explain to you all how an Iowa cockass works. You guys will like this video, it's really good. Mike cut it together, and so that way you have a better understanding of our electoral process out there, or caucus process, actually, out in Iowa. The Iowa caucuses are the leadoff nominating contest in the race for the presidency. And they've been there in that role for the past 50 years. This year, the competition is all on the Republican side. This is not a state-run election. It's a party function. And that's one of the reasons that they get to go first, because they have long been in agreement with New Hampshire, which holds the first state-run primary election. Like I said, the caucuses are a series of community meetings. There's actually more than 1,600 of them, one for every precinct in the state. And for that time, people sit together, some people stand up and speak on behalf of the candidates, and when that process is finished, people vote. They vote in front of their neighbors. In the case of the Republicans, they vote on a secret ballot, on a piece of paper. This year, the Republicans are looking at turnout of more than 187,000 and that may seem small nationally but it's larger than any caucus in the past so it's going to require more than tens of thousands to reach the margins that these campaigns see for themselves in either winning or challenging Trump but Trump's campaign is vastly different than it was it's vastly more disciplined he remains the dominant front runner. It's time for the Republican Party to unite. With less than a month to go, the race here is essentially for second place. If that second place finisher comes within, you know, a reasonable margin of the former president who is expected to win, that person may claim some momentum going into New Hampshire. But Trump's campaign is vastly different than it was. It's vastly more disciplined. He remains the dominant front runner. It's time for the Republican Party to unite. With less than a month to go, the race here is essentially for second. So today, it's become this global event where the world watches what happens in this relatively small, low population agricultural state on the prairie, but where the first votes and the first impressions of the presidential field are registered.
So there you go. There you go. I think my restream is messed up. I like lost all my chats. Uh, manually, I can go look at you guys, but all right. Now, <clears throat> as you can tell, President Trump is in a incredible position. So that guy is an AP reporter, meaning he's no friend of Republicans, and certainly not MAGA, okay? But even that AP reporter is like, it's going to be a boat race. Now, I want to clear up a couple of things that you don't know, okay? He didn't mention it, but here's how it works. And I talk to people who are committee members and, and precinct chairs and whatever other titles you got out there in Iowa. So for those of you that keep saying pessimistic shit about how this process is going to go, if you don't know what you're talking about, I'm probably going to block you because you sound dumb. Now, in order to vote in an Iowa caucus, you must show up before 7 p.m. to get inside. That's number one. Number two, you have a designated caucusing location based on your address and voter registration information. So not just any Iowan can vote in an Iowan caucus. You've got to be registered to vote and you must show up at the specific location. So all of you that are think that they're going to bus in outsiders to cheat this thing, you have no fucking idea how an actual caucus works, Iowa caucus specifically. It is extremely thorough in the vetting. Are you, first of all, are you a, have an Iowa ID? Yes, great. Are you registered in Iowa? Yes, great. Are you at the, the correct caucus location? Oh, you're not? And it's 7.05? I'm sorry, you won't be participating this year. Get out. They're not getting in, okay? Next up, this is not computer voting. Each caucus location votes privately hidden ballot by pen and paper by pen and paper so this is for many of you that aren't understanding this process and why trump said yesterday he goes i'm not worried about iowa getting rigged they vote by pen and paper then they tally them while you're still sitting there how many votes do we have 37 for trump 22 for fucking haley 12 for DeSantis or whatever. They say, they verbally say the numbers to the caucus. They then take those numbers and call in to a secured secret line to give those numbers to the actual Republican fucking, you know, where they're aggregating the information. But all of this is transparent. You can't fucking rig Iowa. Anybody telling you that you're going to rig Iowa doesn't understand how they do this. There is no fucking Iowa rigging because it's all transparent. From the time you're at the caucus, you know exactly what your guys' numbers are. Everyone is there. It's vi like you visually are seeing them being tallied on a board and then being submitted. Okay, so... You can't just alter the numbers like, oh, because as soon as you do it, that the, the fucking caucus that you rigged is going to call and go, that's not our numbers. We're about to make a fucking shitstorm over this. And then it's all published after the caucus is over. So anyone telling you that you need to be scared about what's the point, oh, they're going to rig it, doesn't understand the process and needs to stop spreading that shit because you sound dumb.
Got it? Okay, good. Good talk. Now, I want to share something with you because this matters. For those of you that don't fully appreciate the domination that is about to be the Trump campaign in Iowa, they finally allowed OANN a behind-the-scenes look. Meatball DeSantis and and fucking uh, Nikki Haley aren't operating anything even close to this level of organization and efficiency. President Donald Trump instructed his team on the ground to not play prevent defense, to pretend like they were down by 1% in the polls. The scene behind me shows his team is listening. Iowa sets the stage for the nation. If, if President Trump does well here and, and has overwhelming numbers, it, it basically signals to the rest of the country that, that he is the overwhelming choice of the Republicans. The sound of each bell and the eruption of cheers that follows shows they are, in fact, one step closer to a win on January 15th. When they ring the bell, that means they got someone signed up for, cock, for caucusing for Trump. This grassroots team is committed to working tirelessly, having spent all day Saturday rallying for President Trump and Newton, and then countless hours afterwards at headquarters. Former Acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker says the team is dedicated to ensuring a historic caucus win for President Trump. It's really important to understand that these are people that believe in President Trump. They're not, you know, paid staff. They're not, you know, sort of paid phone bankers in, in some far off land. Uh, these are real Iowans that are talking to their neighbors and their friends uh, and their, you know, people in their community and telling them why they're supporting President Trump and why everyone should turn out on January 15th to support President Trump. Volunteers stacked precinct kits, created lawn signs, and called possible Trump caucus goers. It's really important that we have this outreach and just reminding people, even the people like that are not there and I'm just leaving a message for, I'm still leaving them the message. Hey, our caucus site is at this place. You need to be there before seven o'clock. So it's just, and, and I think it's a bigger thing coming for someone like me who will be the precinct chair mm -hmm. and just saying, hey, we want, we'd like to see you there. We'd like to have you there. They even hand wrote thank you cards to those who pledged to caucus for the 45th president. It shows that you care. It's not some form email that you receive that usually ends up in spam. This is something that, that somebody took the time to handwrite to say thank you. Mm -hmm. And it, it just is, to me, it touches the heart. Do you believe that's an extension of the way that President Trump cares about not only Americans, but Iowans in particular? Absolutely, 100%. Absolutely. Fox Business shows that President Trump leads his competition by 34% in Iowa. But Trump's message to his team has been consistent and clear. We have these polls that show us we're 35, 40 points up. Forget them. Pretend we're one point down like you young guy in the front with a beautiful hat on. Pretend we're one point down. Forget about 35, 40 points up. You know, nationwide, we're 64 points up. Okay, 64 points up. And I think in your state, we're like 40, but forget that. Pretend you're down one point. What do you think, Mike? Is that good? That's a good idea, right? One point down, but you have to get out and vote because it sets a tone. It even sets a tone, frankly, for November. They take their cue from 45. His word is motivation enough.
I think the president's energy and knowledge what he can do uh, if given another chance in the Oval Office that I think motivates a lot of folks. When you know that Donald Trump is going to make a huge difference in the trajectory of our country, this is an easy push. If this tireless work ethic and organization ultimately pays off, the Trump team and President Trump will be rewarded with a historic victory on January 15th. Daniel Baldwin, One American News, Iowa. All right, shout out to Daniel Baldwin, by the way. He's a big fan of the Dilly Meme team, big fan of myself, my wife, great guy. Um, and great reporting. Fantastic reporting. That's well done. Uh, that is a very dry, to-the-point uh, report on what's happening on the ground. But now, look, it's one thing for Daniel Baldwin, who's obviously uh, a, a pro-Trump guy, to be reporting on this. But the AP is repeating the same things that Daniel mentioned incredible discipline on the ground in Iowa. This is a major, major turn of events. 2016 was chaos for Team Trump in Iowa because they were still learning what they were doing. It was just a ragtag group of uh, patriots trying to win America. 2020, we had little resistance. 2024 is basically what happens when Donald John Trump is given an extended period of time to learn how to do something. He understands and knows how to campaign now. So, what's at stake in Iowa? Let's talk about that real quick. Because I got to tell you something. The record for biggest win in Iowa in the caucus was 1988. It was... 12 points. No one has ever won the Iowa caucus by more than 12 points. And Donald Trump right now is absolutely smoking Ron DeSantis to the head by about 40 points, okay? So, something to consider here. Um, I think that, here's the rumor. The rumor on the ground, according to, to many people, Rich Barris and others, the rumor on the ground in Iowa is that Meatball Ron DeSantis is being pressured. If you lose, and if you lose big, you are to drop out the next day and endorse Donald John Trump. This is the rumor. Shout out to the hairdressers who are listening to The Dilly Show for the first time. I saw somebody say they're, they're at the uh, hair salon. What's up, ladies? How you doing? So listen, um, the rumor is that DeSantis is being pressured that if he doesn't drop out after Iowa and he loses in a historic way, he's in real trouble. Now, here's what I am going to tell you. If he loses Iowa by more than record numbers, so the record's 12, let's say he loses by 20 or 25 or 30. What the way they're pressuring him is if you if you don't drop uh, like drop out, we're pulling all our money. Now I'm going to tell you something. Let's put on I'm going to put on my my Brendan Dilly political advisor hat, which I'm capable of doing. 
Ron DeSantis, if I was, if he was my client, I'm going to let him know. Here's, there's two things that are going to happen after Iowa if you get blown out. If you get blown out by a record number, all of our donors are going to dry up overnight. That's number one. Overnight, they're all gone. Number two, your political credibility and capital will drop to zero. If you lose by a few points, you should be okay. If you lose by 20 or more points, you will have zero capital for the next three years as governor of Florida. And you will have zero funding, no donors. You can forget about all of that. So, there's only one play here for Ron DeSantis if he gets blown out, okay? If you get blown out, you take your loss on the chin, and with humility, you explain, the people have spoken. I've always said that I would honor the people once they have voted. I ignored the polls through this process because I wanted to hear directly from the voters. The voters of Iowan, Iowa have, have spoken uh, very clearly to us and let us know that they are they want Donald Trump as their uh, as their representation for the Republican Party and out of respect for the party and for people all across this country. I am dropping out of this race and I'm putting my full support behind Donald Trump. It's the only way because he's done after he's done as governor. OK, but the only way he makes it through his second term as governor is he has to save face at some point. And the longer he goes, the less likely he's going to be able to salvage enough to save his career. I'm talking, he will not be able to move forward. So the rumors are on the ground right now that this is already in play, that they, as the buildup to Iowa continues, the actual internal polling for Team DeSantis shows them getting blown the fuck out to the point that they're already figuring out how to have a soft landing. Everyone's seeing the same thing, just so we're all clear. There's a reason even Nikki Haley offered DeSantis her VP spot because even her internal polling shows him getting blown out. Meatball knows his days are numbered. It's getting worse. The, the closer to a race you get, the more accurate your polling. He's getting fucking curb stomped, okay? He's getting fucking curb stomped. They're starting, they've already pulled almost all their spending out of New Hampshire. He's in fourth place. That's next. So if he loses in Iowa, let's say he gets third place. He loses to Trump and Haley. And then he's going to get fourth place in, in, in New Hampshire. By the time he gets to South Carolina, he'll be in a permanent third or fourth place. And all of the money will be gone. The only play for him to even be able to survive his next three years as governor is if he gets blown out, which he is going to, is to immediately drop out and throw his weight behind Trump, go back to Florida, and pretend none of this ever happened. It's the only play. And everyone knows it. And this is the rumors that are going on behind the scenes right now. This is the conversations that are taking place.
The donors have already told him he's got a number he has to hit or they're yanking all their money and they're going to go to Nikki Haley. He's screwed. He is absolutely screwed. It's really a, a sight to behold. I couldn't be more happy about it. Let's go to some clips of President Trump from the weekend. He was on fire all weekend long. Check it out. Before I even arrive at the Oval Office, shortly after we win the presidency, it's going to be us all together. I will have the horrible war between Russia and Ukraine settled. I know them both very well. Zelensky and Putin. I'll get it settled. We will turn. It's a, it's a terrible war. Millions of people are dying. You know, far, it's far worse than people. They are not giving you the real numbers. The people, the number of people that are dying is far greater. When those massive buildings come tumbling down, there are a lot of people in those buildings. And then they say, yeah, there were two people hurt. No, there were a lot of people killed. Every time a rocket hits a building, it's terrible. But we'll get it so. You know what's sad is he's absolutely right. Americans hate war. Democrats, no matter what they tell you, hate war. And I'm going to tell you something. I think that Trump knows they're lying about the numbers because there would be no funding for it. If Americans understood the death and destruction totally, I think that they would they would completely pull out of this thing immediately. They would have no recourse. Together we fought long and hard to rescue the Republican Party from the likes of Mitt Romney, Karl Rove, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan, right? The wheelchair over the cliff, right? Paul Ryan, the wheelchair over the cliff. He was great. And there's no chance we're going to let them claw their way back into power with the establishment pawns like Ronda Sanctimonious and Nikki Haley. Or even worse, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the worst, the worst. He's the worst president. He's the most corrupt president. And he's the most incompetent president. Other than that, I think he's doing quite a good job. Quite good. He's doing quite a good job, right? He's the most incompetent president we've ever had. And I say it, you could take the 10 worst presidents in history, add them up together, and they haven't done the damage to this country that this guy has done. There you go. I actually just realized I don't have it. There's another clip I'm missing. This happens when you have too many clips. It's just, it's, it's impossible for me to do this in any kind of like organized way. You get too many clips, you get overwhelmed. I had another clip here for you guys. Let me see if I can find it. It was really funny. It's relevant to the topic. Bear with me, hold please. Actually, while I'm doing this, watch this. So glad I caught you. Your office called. They're sending a helicopter to pick you up. Some sort of emergency. taking my fourth term. You 
are now flying Kami airwaves. I must stop Agenda 47. William of Ockham who made that. It turned out amazing. But Will also made this because President Trump I think this is the clip. I hope I have the right clip here. Let's see if this is the right one. We have fought long and hard to rescue the Republican Party from the likes of Mitt Romney. How bad is Mitt Romney? Is he the worst? You know, he likes to pretend he's like legit. Remember he did the thing on Twitter? By the way, truth is the best. There's nothing like truth. But in those days it was Twitter where he had the fake name. Very good, Pierre Delecto. Who the hell said that? That's very good. I was just gonna say it. He's a serious, this guy is serious politics, right? That's why we kept Iowa in. That's why we kept, you know, you're only first. You're first in the nation. You're first because of me, not because of anyone else. You know, they like to take credit. (laughs) Fucking wheels. Fucking wheels yelling out Pierre Delecto at Trump. (laughs) Oh, President Trump, you have no idea how smart my audience is. These fucking people are the best of the best. We are MAGA elites, bro. Like, no days off. Fucking been here since the fucking beginning. Uh, Five days a week through this entire shit-tastic Biden experience. Well done, wheels. That was fucking funny. Pierre Delecto. That's how wheels sounds when he yells. I don't know if Wheels actually knows that that's... That's my Wheels impersonation. Pierre Delecto! That's how... Wheels kind of sounds a little bit like the cop from, uh, from fucking Family Guy. You know what I'm talking about? If fucking Joe... That's... If you want to do a good Wheels impersonation, you just got to sound like Joe from Family Guy. Pierre Delecto! That's, that's my Wheels. That's how it... It's... <laughs> That's pretty good, right? That's, that's, that's my that's my wheels yelling out. <laughs> you want me to play it again so you guys can hear it? You think I'm joking, but I just nailed my wheels impersonation. Here we go. Fine. One more time. We have fought long and hard to rescue the Republican Party from the likes of Mitt Romney. How bad is Mitt Romney? Is he the worst? You know, he likes to pretend he's like legit. Remember, he did the thing on Twitter. By the way, truth is the best. There's nothing like truth. But in those days, it was Twitter, where he had the fake name. 
Very good, Pierre Delecto. Who the hell said that? That's very good. I was just going to say <laughs> I it. Told He's you. serious. I told you he sounds like Joe, the guy from, in the wheelchair from Family Guy. 100%. So, where? Pierre Delecto. He's got, he's got the same fucking cadence. Good stuff. <laughs> good job, Wheels. He was on fire. Oh, God. I got, a, I got some phantom memes I know I'm going to have to get to. <clears throat> anyway, we're going to play a couple more present Trump clips here. Hey, these are also aggregated from all of the rallies. He did four fucking rallies. This was from uh, Sioux Center, Iowa. He had this to say. Our founding fathers would be turning in their graves if they could see this. No American should be okay with a political party being weaponized against their enemies. This is not democracy, he says. This is not constitutional. This is wrong in every aspect, and the judge and the AG should be arrested and punished accordingly. And how much longer can we allow this to happen in our country? And all of this is being done because we're beating them so badly at the poll. DJT. All right, so look, we're two hours into this show, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to switch gears into this topic. And I, I've decided... It has nothing to do with anything I'm talking about today. Um, it's not an easy subject to, to um, switch gears into. So I'm going through this and I'm trying to play this thing. I got a meme. I got a meme that's disturbing. Uh, it's emotional. It's going to upset you. It, it's going to trigger you. Ladies who are listening to this show right now, from the hair salon, if you don't know the subject matter and you watch this, you're going to get enraged. I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to transition into this, and I've realized there's no way to do it cleanly. The best thing I can do is just tell you ahead of time. Um, and here's the subject. Robert Kennedy Jr. is a fucking scumbag. He's always been a scumbag. No matter how they try to package him to you, no matter how they try to present him as an anti-vaxxer who's anti-establishment, he will never be anything other than a fucking scumbag. Okay? It's not an easy meme to play. It wasn't an easy meme to make. It deals with suicide because whether you guys know this or not, his first wife, Mary, the mother of his children, killed herself after RFK Jr. had cheated on her fucking more than four dozen times and told her about it and told her repeatedly that she'd be better off dead. So when they filed for divorce, rather than go through with the entire divorce, Mary took her life. And if you don't believe me, here's the proof. One, two, three. That, hold on. I think I started it already. And go. Party girls don't get hurt, can't feel anything. When will I learn? I push it down, I push it down. I'm the one for a good time call, phones blowing up, ringing my doorbell. I feel the love, I feel the love. One, two, three, one, two, three, drink. One, two, three, one, two, three, drink. One, two, three, one, two, three, drink. Throw them back till I lose count. I'm gonna swing from the chandelier. 
Well done, team. Well done, Lauren. Well done, Leah. And I believe they got a little help from Jay Scott and uh, Little. Hopefully, that's everybody. Yep. Little and Jay Scott helped with the visuals. Not an easy meme to create dealing with that subject matter. Uh, suicide is never easy to talk about. Certainly not easy to talk about when a uh, it's dealing you're dealing with a mother, uh, and then you're it's even worse to deal with when that mother is being driven off the edge by a fucking dirtbag like Robert Kennedy Jr. To hell with whatever he tries to tell you now, because the character of that man and who that man is is that. Also, shout out to Leah. Um, we always ask her to sing the fucking most difficult songs. And I don't know that you will get a more difficult um, difficult singer to try and uh, follow than Sia. So, well done. Devil Dog helped with the, uh, the mastering of that. Is that right? Well done, Devil Dog. He helped mix it. Good job. Maybe not. Did he? Who mixed it? Oh, Mags mixed that one. Okay, shout out to Mags. Well done, team. I told you it's, it's a hard one because that, that thing like puts the kibosh on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do after that? It's like, Leah, you sound incredible. You might say that Sia is untouchable, but 
I thought you sounded every bit as good. Um, you killed that. Not an easy song to do. Not easy subject matter to cover, but it must be done. Um, and that really is, you know, you might say, well, well, what about, we've only hit RFK Jr. really heavy twice now. We've done other memes, not three times. We've done three. And every one that we've dropped has been a total kill shot. Um, I haven't even really amplified that video yet, and I will later, because fuck that guy, right? But uh, people keep asking me, like, Dilly, what's next? Oh, you're going gonna to focus your attention on Nikki? Eh, maybe. Everyone wants to tell me how to do my job, but nobody respects the fact that I didn't get direction from anybody with what we did this last year. That shit started right here. I give the fucking directions. I don't take them. So doesn't matter who it is either, by the way. I, I, I got my ear to this whole thing. I have a pulse on the country. I have a pulse on the movement. Um, I'm not worried about Nikki Haley. As a matter of fact, I think that next Monday is going to be very telling about that situation because there's a cascade of events that will happen if Nikki Haley pulls out. Okay? Or not Nikki Haley, rather, DeSantis. If DeSantis is crushed in Iowa, if he is absolutely embarrassed, humiliated, destroyed in Iowa, here is my bold prediction on what will happen. He will drop out. He will endorse Donald Trump because he has to save what's remaining of his uh, governorship down in Florida. And if DeSantis drops, as sure as I'm sitting here, Vivek Ramaswamy will drop out. And if Vivek Ramaswamy drops out, he is going to hit the campaign trail uh, for the remaining primary states with Donald Trump. And now it is curtains. Nikki Haley will never touch 15%. It will be, it's going to, all of those, all of that is going to start to, they're going to go behind Donald Trump. You'll see. If DeSantis drops, it, it marks the end of basically needing interference. I'm convinced that Vivek is only in the race still to draw voters off of Nikki Haley and DeSantis. But if DeSantis drops, I think Vivek follows suit. And then you're left with Trump. Uh, with He'll be up over 70. You'll end up with Nikki Haley around 13 to 15. And you're going to end up with Chris Christie around like three. And that's it. That's what I believe will happen. Yeah, Chris Christie's staying in it for the free food. He's not there for anything else. Christie is there for the green rooms, okay? You walk in. He doesn't know what you're going to have. He's excited every time. Christie is here for one reason, okay? Food. Fucking food. It's always about food with that guy. Um, interesting weekend, as I mentioned. And I don't want to make this show too heavily about me because it's Iowa week. I didn't want to make it too heavily about the Dilly meme team because it's Iowa week. So I tried to put as much attention as I can on the state that matters most. I love you, Iowa. I believe you're going to turn out for Donald Trump. I think the weather's going to suck. I think the worse the weather is, the more it benefits Donald Trump because nobody is inspired by meatball or Nikki Haley to fucking deal with cold weather. I think that's the, the reality. I think that the shittier the weather, the more harder the conditions to vote, the more it benefits Donald Trump. Uh, with that being said, the Dilly Meme team does deserve their kudos. Cat Turd highlighting uh, what was trending this weekend. 
Hashtag Dilly Meme Team. <laughs> you gotta love it. And uh, this was uh, interesting. This was offensive, by the way. Um, Business Insider, which is not actually a legitimate... Uh, it's not a real publication, okay? It's bullshit. But they had this to say about us. The Dilly 300 meme team made the latest adulatory video, which is not directly affiliated with the Trump campaign, but makes pro-Trump videos that he often shares on social media. All right, so when I read this, I read it very quickly, and I thought they were saying that we had made adult videos for Team Trump, which we absolutely have never made any adult videos for Team Trump. I also realized that them uh, using the word adulatory was super fucking gay. That is an that is an excessively retarded. It's not even the correct uh, correct fucking uh, use of that word. Like, does it work? Yes, but like phonetically, it sounds stupid. It's like such a stupid fucking. You could have just put pro Trump. You had to put adulatory, 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 adulatory. Really? And then it reads like adult video. Most people are going to read that and see it says adult video. That's all you see is adult video, which is horseshit. We've never made a single adult video except for that time that Phantom Shadow did the one with Nancy Pelosi's tetas. So aside from fly tetas, we've never made an adult video, okay? It's bullshit. We're being accused of things we've never done. And honestly, uh, I don't know what we're going to do when Nancy croaks because Phantom, this is his muse, and he absolutely loves her fly tetas. Nonetheless, the... I know how disappointed you were. You could tell that that thing came down low. It came down low and you couldn't see it. And he was disappointed. I could see her blazer came down hella low. She didn't even wear that shirt underneath that you're supposed to. She just had the bra and the blazer. And I know Phantom made that thinking, dude, come on, just fucking move that little thing at the bottom. Just move the, come on, just move it. I know how he works. I know he was waiting for it. He was like fucking trying to see. He was like, come on. Super disappointed. She was hammered drunk. I really like that she's not Speaker of the House because she's more drunk than usual. <laughs> she don't give a fuck. Can you imagine just being absolutely hammered drunk all the time and being rich as fuck and then they're still like, you need to come do a fucking interview? And she's like, okay, what? And you know what I love about this too? I love about, here's what I'll say about this current crop of fucking evil cunts. They're all clearly required to keep doing like public showings. Like, they did this to fucking Feinstein, and she was all. They were like, get the senator on. We want to ask her a question. She's like, how do you vote? She's like, no. They're like, what? We thought it was a yes vote. She's like, yes. I don't know. Bitch had a stroke, and they forced. She was gnarled up. Her body would fucking. Diane Feinstein started the process of rigor mortis. Like six months before they dis decided she was dead. She was all, her fucking fingers were all, remember her fingers, you guys? All fucking, fucking, how do you vote? Yes, no, I mean, 
They do this now. This is the new thing. It's fucking awesome. I fucking do that gnarled fucking hook is one of my favorite things I've ever seen. It looked like a turkey leg. Like after you've killed the turkey, it's like that claw just fucking. And the thing that I'm appreciating about this current timeline we're on, your enemies are definitely getting to live out their lives, but it don't look very, like they're having very much fun. You know what I'm saying? Like she wasn't having fun. Like imagine having like three strokes and your family fucking doesn't care. They're just like, Grandma, we need that money. Like, you're going to hold up your end of the bargain, bitch. And she's like, okay. Like, anybody who loves you would have you in front of a pond every day to fucking feed bread to the birds and shit and hopefully croak while you're there, right? Anyone who, who like, actually had family that cared about them. Fucking not Feinstein. Fucking gnarled. Every touch hurts. They're picking her up out of there. <laughs> fucking setting her down. <laughs> fucking screaming every time she's lifted out of that chair. <laughs> like fucking come on. Come on, Diane, you got this. <laughs> fucking no teeth left, dude. Did you see her the last her final days still casting votes? Jesus, you didn't know how evil they were until you saw what they did to Feinstein. I'm dead ass serious, dude. That last day that she voted in the Senate was hilarious. She said the wrong thing. They corrected her. They're like, she meant no. So, I don't know. Kill me, please. It's like, dude, painful. I love it. I fucking think it's fantastic. I hope it's that way for all of them. Each and every one of them. I love that Biden has to go to other countries and shit his pants and suffer that fear. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're at in your life. Shitting your pants in front of a room full of people is scary. It's scarier than getting kidnapped. Because at least with being kidnapped, it's private. But dude, you, you go out, you're the president. You make a poopy. We're going to go wait now. We're going to go. We're going to go. Go, go. He shit himself. We know he shit himself. We saw him do it. He went in the corner like a toddler. He was like, Joe, what are you doing in the toddler? What are you doing in the corner, Joe? Joe, why are you over there? Huh? I go, go, go get ice cream now. I've told you all, we have an insider that's worked for the Bidens for 40 years. 40 years. Joe doesn't know where he's at. They had to move him out of the mansion into a tiny little house so he stopped getting lost. It's not a joke. This isn't haha. He They moved from the mansion they had into a tiny ass little fucking house because he would get lost in random rooms and start panicking. He, didn't, he doesn't recognize the guy. The guy has worked for Biden for four fucking decades. Joe has no idea who he is. Looks him in the eye. Who are you? Why are you with you? What do you want with me? I'm here for this. This is the... It's the greatest thing ever. They should never be able to leave. It's like shutting the door behind them. Like, yep, you're in, but you ain't leaving. You're leaving in one. There's one fucking way you're leaving. Feinstein style. I bet you Diane Feinstein scared the fuck out of him. Think of all of them. It pisses me off too because McCain got off light. Remember, they let him go die in the mountains alone. Remember that? He went up to the mountains in Arizona and fucking died up there quietly. I hated that. I wish they would have made him keep going to work.
rolling them in there, drooling, fucking decomposing. The Feinstein was the greatest warning to Americans I think I've ever seen. Was those last six months of Feinstein just, she's back from another stroke. Back. It's like, dude, you're not back. No one loves you. And you're just, you're here to fucking just decompose right in front of the whole country. And yeah, she voted against us, but who cares? She was in a lot of pain and that made me feel good. See, this is probably why they don't want to say my name, if I'm being honest. It's stuff like that. It's, it's having the opinion that you want your enemy suffering that makes them not want to, you know, engage with you. Hey, is this qualify as an Ostradilly? Because it feels like it does. Um, because I said it, and I said it a few weeks ago, and I told you things were accelerating. BlackRock is laying off 600 employees, mostly from the ESG division. ESG global investments collapsed by $5 trillion in just two years. ESG is the system used by BlackRock and Vanguard to blackmail companies into adopting woke practices. Here's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink next to the CEO of American Express explaining how ESG is used to force behavior. So this is true. Can it, and I, the part of this that you need to focus on that nobody escapes is this number right here. This statement right there in the middle. Anyone who's trying to poo-poo this story, you don't just lose $5 trillion in two years and live to tell about it. Do you understand me? Five trillion is massive. That is a fucking ungodly amount of money and investment to lose, okay? These guys are circling the fucking drain. And the fact that the ESG Global Investments, which was what they were using to black fucking blackmail Disney and all these companies, NFL, NBA, MLB, every corporation you can think of, Nike, fucking Pepsi, Coke, Anheuser-Busch, all of these companies were bent over and blackmailed through the use of this ESG Investments. Five fucking trillion dollars. You don't walk away from this. And this ain't the Pentagon for those who are like, oh, the Pentagon did it. Yeah, this ain't the government. BlackRock, whether you like it or not, is essentially Bernie Madoff. It's a fucking Ponzi scheme. They produce nothing. It is a bullshit entity that's losing real money. Five trillion will put your ass out of business. The fact that they laid off all those people, you know what that means. It means the financial leverage they had over all those corporations is going away. So when you start noticing a shift in messaging in the next six months, you'll know why. Because they're not beholden any longer. This had to happen. It's going to get way worse, by the way. They're, they haven't even like reached their bottom yet. It will accelerate. In more news, it'll probably piss you off, though I don't mean to. I'm going to piss you off anyway. <clears throat> Ready? The IRS raked in a record $4.9 trillion in taxes from Americans in the last fiscal year, according to the Treasury Inspector. What, what was it, really? They had dogs going nuts? They had dogs going nuts over here. Someone's probably here to... The Internal Revenue Service, as I mentioned, $4.9 trillion, sorry. 
Sir Bob is going ballistic. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I need you guys to understand how much I hate the IRS. Like, really, really hate the IRS. Yeah, Randy went to go check on the dogs. 4.9 trillion last year. You know where your money went? Immigrants, Ukraine, foreign countries. It's sad because we talk about slavery like it was something that was 400 years ago, but you're all debt slaves right now, including me. Every single one of us that participates in this nation who pays in that kind of exorbitant money and then watches it go overseas is a debt slave. And it don't matter. Your options are stiff them and go to jail. Don't make enough money to matter, which is stupid because now you, you limit your success and reach or crush the system. You have to become so successful as a collective that you're able to finally break the system. Anybody, and I, and I get a lot of boomers that'll push back on this and I don't care because I don't give a fuck. Like, I understand many of you are going to counter me. You'll say some shit like, I own my house and my land free and clear. And you do. And you live in a small house in some shit location that I'd never want to live. And that's not a knock on you because it works for you. But that's not power. Power isn't finding loopholes. Power is collectively succeeding at a level that you're able to politically crush the enemy. You understand me? There's a lot of you that think that the solution in life is to play smaller and smaller until you're almost invisible. And you're like, ha, I don't pay taxes. And I'm like, yeah, but you eat canned beans three days a week. That's not a fucking solution. That's not a solution. Your solution is the only thing that actually drives power in this country is money. I don't know what to tell you. You've got to make more money and have more influence over your elected officials with that money. I don't, don't shoot the messenger. It's just the way the system's set up. The more money you generate and the more disposable income you have and disposable time you've got, the more likely you can leverage the fuck out of your elected officials into doing the job that they should be doing. The truth is you have to make enough money to break these motherfuckers and end the IRS. You understand? And anybody who tells you it can never be done are stupid. And they're probably, you're part of the problem. It absolutely can be done, but it can't be done the way that you all think. Everybody always thinks it's going to be the one direction, which is we all collectively stop paying. And you watch as the fucking 50 of you that are dumb enough to fall for that trick go to prison. Nobody is saying you should not pay the IRS. Here's what I'm saying. You have to become successful enough and more and relevant enough politically and financially to get this goddamn thing turned around and changed. That's the only solution. But I will never, ever advise anyone to stiff the IRS because they will fucking put you in prison full stops. Your ass didn't even make the movie Blade and they will put, they put that motherfucker in prison, okay? If they put Blade in prison, they sure as shit will put your ass in prison. 
Everyone who tells you to stop paying and just to stiff them is fucking broke as fuck with nothing to lose. Can you imagine some cocksucker living off of 18000 a year telling you with your successful business and your livelihood and your fucking your dream boat and your car and all the shit you've acquired to just put it all on the line because him and his buddies down at the fucking local watering hole have agreed to stiff the IRS? Let me tell you something. When you don't make more than fucking 100 grand a year, Nobody gives a shit about you financially. So you, yes, you, real bold. You make 18000 a year on the record and you stiffed them out of $600. No one gives a fuck. The IRS doesn't give a fuck. But people who actually have skin in the game, you can't play that kind of shit. It don't work. Nobody making three, dollars 400000 a year is ever going to take the advice from some pissant making 20000 a year to stiff the IRS. You have to get more vocal and more involved with your local electorate. It must be pressure all the time. And the only way, these, only thing these politicians re, re, uh, respond to is public shaming and financial pressure. That's it. That is it. Do you understand me? The only two things you've got are you're an embarrassment, you're a weakling, you're a fucking bitch. That's one. And the second one is I used to donate to you. Now I'm giving you nothing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure we fund your primary opponent if you don't vote to abolish the IRS. That's it. I think most Americans are always looking for the easy way out. And so when someone tells you there is a way to win and the only way you can win is by becoming more powerful and the best version of yourself, they fucking shrink because that's hard to do. It's like, I don't want to do that. I just want to, I just want to withhold. Or can't we just go sit down somewhere? It's like, yeah, you fucking lefty, you could. But that don't work. Patriots, powerful fucking successful patriots change America, period. Get more powerful. I, I, I don't have anything else I can say to you. That's the bottom line. Because Brendan Dilly said so. All right, I haven't played everything on this set today. I told you I had way more than I could fucking possibly dream of playing. I did the best I could. But I also can't keep going because I have a coaching client coming up and I got another show to do tomorrow. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll see all of you tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. See you guys. But there is no way this is the United States of America. I'm not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back we want our music back we want our sports back we're fighting for all of it i won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of americanism back and actually representing america we're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach we're raising children you're aborting them we're raising them we're raising them to vote we're raising them to recognize bullshit we're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media, we're training them in weapons, we're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. 
globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.